I'm always looking forward to help anybody. You know, it doesn't have to be a refugee, but you know, when people come here, it's difficult than you think. You know, it's not easy, especially people that just come from a village or a town that you know. Some people never see a flushing toilet. You know, so I'm just I want to help people that come and that find struggle, like you know, when they really depressed because they haven't been outside for four months. Those kind of people I'm excited to help. You're listening to Seeking Refuge, a podcast about the human story behind refugees. Your host for this week is me, Kevin Gagnon. This week, we're talking to Obai Apwerki, a film studies major from Georgia State University. My name is Obai, like you said. I'm 21 years old. I'm a film major. Beyond just being a student, Obai is also a refugee. I'm from, uh, well, my mom is Ethiopian and my dad is Eritrean. So that's, they're both in East Africa. They were, they were once together. Eritrea was in Ethiopia, but in 1993, Eritrea got its independence, so they were separated and there were borders, so you couldn't, you couldn't go to one country without getting in trouble, getting arrested, or even worse. I don't know how my mom and dad met because it was unusual, so I think they met in um, 1997, and then they got married, and I was born in Ethiopia. When I was born, I was born in 1998, that was when the war was uh started and actually i was born in the city where it began that war he's talking about that was the eritrean ethiopian war that lasted from 1998 to 2018. the conflict caused tens of thousands of casualties and resulted in the displacement of many more families like obais and then we went to the refugee camp in ethiopia and when we went there we went to Walanhebi camp first. I was maybe one or two. Then we went to another camp called Shemalba. Our house was made of uh, grass. You you get grass, then you put mud, and then stick. So you know a wind can blow it. You know, you know some somebody from America, the, like the big guys, could probably break it. It wasn't that strong. The bed, the bed, the bed was like. It was made of mud too. Sometimes we sleep on the floor, and then we cook outside. But it was home, you know. Home is home. Around around us, it was nothing much. Uh, there was nothing to do. They didn't they didn't have TV or stuff like that. So all my life, I just went to play. I played outside. Uh, I loved bicycle. Like bicycle was a big deal for me. They had school. They have school, and then you go to school, come back, you go outside. I think that's, yeah, that's like, like this, the day. As we've heard about on the show before, the process for attaining refugee status can be long and painful, and Obai's experience was no exception. 
five years after living in camps, they were finally offered in-person interviews. We waited for five years or so. Then we went to Addis, the capital. Like when you come to America, they interview and stuff. The first interview we failed because my, my, my sister at that time, which she was 12 or 10, she said she didn't want to come. You know, which was very surprisingly, I, I didn't know I was probably six. I didn't know I was going on. Yeah, I think the first time she said no because uh, she was scared of change. And, you know, we left most of our family there. But I, I, I didn't think she, she understood the fact that, you know, being here for us will benefit them. What was uh, your family's initial reaction to? Oh, they were angry. They, were, they didn't talk, even she was young. You know, uh, maybe you guys don't know, but nobody wants to be in that refugee camp. It's nothing fun. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like if they say, you know, you get out of prison, and then they say, and then somebody say, oh, no, I want to go back there, you know? So we, was, we went back to the camp. Uh, if she said yes, we would just already won. We went back, we failed. Then we stood there for a few years. And then uh, we tried again, and then uh, we, she she said yes this time. <laughs> Thank God, like the, the second time they said yes. There's some people that when they fail the first time, they don't, you know, they don't come to America because so many people wanted that chance. After this second interview, they were approved. Obai and his family then moved to Stone Mountain, Georgia, where the transition to America was not necessarily an easy one. It was very challenging. Um, Sometimes you mistake what people say, or like you get offended. Uh, the way we talk in our language is different, you know. Here, everybody can, in America, everybody's facial, facial expression is different when they talk like, they could be mad, they could look a uh, little bit mad and say nice thing to you, you know. That's how some Americans are. Uh, so you'd be thinking, oh, that's not nice. But where we live, you always, when you say nice thing, you know, you, you smile a little bit. But here they can just look at you straight face and say something good. And uh, that was what I have to get used to. And then, you know, also in my country, when you see somebody walking, you say hi, hello. Here, they don't do that. I think the language was harder, but uh, what was much harder was like the culture, you know, not respecting your your elders. You know, I see some kids talking back to their parents, which was a major shock. Just like getting used to culture, I think. The transition into a public school system can be difficult for refugee kids, whether it be from misplacements into the wrong grade level, childhood trauma, or language and cultural differences. These issues were hard for Obai to deal with growing up. I went to Thinstone Mountain Elementary School, got, uh, got, expe got expelled the second month. I got into a fight. Uh, I, was the, I was truly the only African in that uh, school. In that time, in 2006, they didn't have a, they didn't have a good uh, place for someone that's new. Right now, if you knew, they have international school. So if you don't know how to speak English, you can go to a school where everybody don't know how to speak English. But when I was here, 
they didn't have that you just go to regular school with like people that their language is english like you know according to obai however things got a lot better after elementary school when i knew the language it was much easier like mm-hmm. after once i learned the language i didn't really fight a lot or i understood stuff more and then my grades were good and then i and then that's when i was like before i didn't really think i had a chance in school because i were, i felt discouraged because you know the american kids they you know their parents know english uh they know english they was born here you know they felt comfortable this was their country then in middle school like i started like believing in myself you know but the challenges weren't over yet after graduating high school he had issues traversing the confusing landscape of college applications this process can seem convoluted for people from the united states and can seem impossible to someone without experience with the system itself i think the worst thing is the struggles or the problems that you have getting into admissions it's, it kind of like discourage you f- from going to college so most people be like you know i can't get in let me go work a job and that's the worst part about it like if you if you apply, if you apply some of them they don't get back to you or they say this is wrong the tax form when you go to their office they say go to this office like simple stuff and you don't even know who to talk to cuz they send you to different place or they say call and then you you calling them for 4 hours and i think that those are simple things and we can fix those despite the challenges he's faced obai is trying to contribute to the refugee community As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Obai is a film studies major, which he wants to use to be able to share stories of other refugees just like himself. I like the way you can tell a story in a in a film, and that was very interesting to me. You know, in the film they was talking about a refugee and and I I felt like you can tell your story and uh you know, influence people and uh, make people be more open-minded about refugees cuz a lot of a lot of people have a misconception of every refugee so i was like oh i want to work with that currently obai is using those skills to create a documentary about himself and his past he's working with dr o'connor the subject of episode 2 of season 2 and going back to the refugee camps he once lived in to reconnect with his past it's not been an easy decision to do so though uh the project is uh it's about me uh talking about me and going, going back to my refugee camp and going back to the place i was born and writing about my story you know i'm a little nervous going back to my country she had to convince me to go cuz i didn't want to go at first it just brings a lot of back like bad memories i don't really have it's not a place that i want to but but i'm going to go you know to visit where i come from i i always said that i would never go back and i don't think that's a smart thing to do because I have to respect where I was born, you know. Uh, those struggles made me the person I am. So hopefully when I go back I can, you know, have a different have a different thought and probably maybe like it. As we were wrapping up our interview, Obai wanted to clear up the misconceptions he sees surrounding refugees. Yeah, I think the one thing I would tell people because uh well like 4 3 years ago you know this girl was in my class and i was telling her that uh, i was a refugee and then she didn't know i was a refugee uh so she was telling me oh i didn't know you were a refugee i was like why she told me that she was like scared of re- refugee 
and then you know that's when i was like wow you know people are you know getting it wrong one thing i would say is like refugee are just people like you you know i want to tell people that never met a refugee or people are scared refugees, you know, they're just human beings like you, you know, they have the same struggle, you know, me and you go through the same thing, especially when in college, you know. One thing about refugees, they went through a lot, but they're also kind. Uh, don't feel sorry for them, that's one thing I, I like to say, don't feel sorry for refugees. Just respect them and, you know, they like to earn stuff. Yes, that's the, that's the thing that I would advise people. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Seeking Refuge. If you want to get into contact with us, you can email us at seekingrefugepodcast at gmail.com or follow us at Refuge Podcast on Twitter. Thank you to Obai for taking the time to talk with us today. I've linked information on some of the topics that we discussed today in the description of this episode, so take a look if you're interested. A big thanks to Maxi International House for making this show possible. We should also thank Dr. O'Connor and Georgia State University for putting us into contact with Obai. This show comes out every two weeks, so subscribe and we will see you in the next one.